faithful and the loyal readers and the listeners. Welcome to another segment of a verse of the day. And today's verse comes from Psalm 24, 7 through 10, which says, Lift up your heads, you gates. Be lifted up, you ancient doors. <clears throat> the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, you gates. Lift them up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is he, this King of glory? The Lord Almighty, he is the King of glory. So these verses are prophetic. <coughs> the Messiah for the King of glory is the Lord Jesus. The generation of those who seek him, which is the true and faithful followers of Christ, must pray that the King of Glory will come. This prayer for God's kingdom to come not only shows a desire for God's purposes to be accomplished on earth, but it also <coughs> looks toward the time of Christ's eternal reign and the final destruction of evil. Today's Bible readings are Deuteronomy 33, Luke 13, 1 through 21, Psalm 78, 65 through 72, and Proverbs 12, 25. And it concludes our verse of the day segment. We will now move on to day 99 of our Through the Bible in One Year segment, with the focus being on 13. 10 through 17. So this passage deals with a very controversial topic. It deals with how we as followers of Christ ought to respond to those who are in need in our society. And here's what that passage says. It says, as, <clears throat> as he was teaching in the Hebrew, here being Jesus, in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, a woman was there who had been disabled by a spirit for over 18 years. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called out to her, Woman, are you free of your disability? Then he laid, her, laid his hands on her, and instantly she was restored and began to glorify God. But the leader of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, responded by telling the crowd, There are six days when work should be done. Therefore come on those days and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. <clears throat> The Lord answered him and said, Hypocrites, doesn't each one of you untie his ox or donkey from the feeding trough on the Sabbath and leave it to water? Satan has bound this woman, a daughter of Abraham, for eighteen years. Shouldn't she be untied from this bondage on the Sabbath day? When he had said these things, all his adversaries were humiliated. But the whole crowd was rejoicing over all the glorious things he was doing. <clears throat> so the woman that Jesus healed here had, had a severe cr 
overture of the spine that was caused somehow by a demon or an evil spirit. So Jesus' healing of this moment involved two acts. The first act was the casting out of the demon, and the second act was the straightening of her spine. However, this passage does not imply that deformities or illnesses are <coughs> commonly caused by demons, which means that this was apparently a very rare case, reflective of the heightened spiritual warfare during the time of Christ's earthly stay. So now that we know the background of what has just happened, let's take a look at how the religious leaders <coughs> responded to this necessary miracle. So the religious leaders rejected this healing because it was work done in violation of the Sabbath day. Jesus then used a plural hypocrites to show that he knew the religious leaders spoke for many others who shared their views. <clears throat> Jesus revealed their hypocrisy by showing that it was necessary for everyone to do some work on the Sabbath, notably related to the tending of farm animals. So the question that the religious leaders should have asked themselves is this. Should not a Jewish woman, under bondage to Satan for such a long time, also be untied on the Sabbath? <clears throat> so according to Jesus, it is a most serious offense against God when we refuse to recognize and respond to suffering people. Which, by the way, is what the religious leaders were doing. Jesus teaches that people imprisoned by sin, sickness, and spiritual death are in distress and great need. <clears throat> Today we are in serious danger of becoming unconcerned and insensitive to the world's misery and suffering, particularly spiritually. So while many people and organizations appear to be more involved than ever in charitable causes and humanitarian efforts, the media continues to pollute the culture with images of immorality and violence as a form of entertainment. As a result, the general society is, de <coughs> is deceived into thinking that they are alright. But in reality, they are becoming more insensitive and unconcerned about the value of human life and individuals' real needs. True followers of Christ will be like their master. They will be able to recognize the true threat and distress of life and respond to it with real help for people's spiritual needs. And tomorrow's Bible readings are Deuteronomy 34 through Joshua 2, Luke 13, 22 through 14, 6, Psalm 79, 1 through 13, and Proverbs 12, 26.